CFUV 101.9 FM is a campus and community radio station located on the Songhees and Wasanic Territory in Victoria, British Columbia. CFUV provides access to broadcast training and equipment. Visit our website cfuv.ca to find out how you can get involved and add your voice to Victoria's airwaves. CFUV is always accepting submissions from nonprofit organizations for our public service announcement reel. Visit our website to see our PSA submission guidelines at cfuv.ca. You ain't gotta lie to kick it, my You ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie to kick Hey guys, this is Liza Tell White People, and on today's show, I have a special guest. Zaboria Peters, who is a musician based out here in Victoria, BC. We have a conversation today about listening to a wide variety of genres, as well as Zaboria's perspective on what responsibilities people of color have in today's society. In addition, his point of view on how communities of color can achieve change in today's environments. Hope you enjoy. So, hi, Zavoria. Hi, Amy. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Um, I think we should start with you kind of like telling us a bit about yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Zavoria Peters. Some people know me as Johnny Graves. Others know me as Rougier. Uh I'm a songwriter and a vocalist. And overall, I'm just looking to inspire growth within the people around me. Okay. Um, I kind of want to start off with childhood. Okay. So kind of like where you grew up, the people you grew up around, and how it kind of influenced you Mm. into the music and the art you make now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Calgary. Okay. And uh, most of my childhood was spent there. A lot of country there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but uh personally even though i actually don't mind country you know the real country not you know pop twang uh (laughs) even though i really enjoy country i didn't it's not the genre that i chose and so i felt a little too big for the city you know Uh, the only option for me to find opportunities through music in the genres that i desired was this one show called the next star um and third time's a charm i got on the show made it to the finale became a part of a boy band etc etc uh but that kind of sparked or yeah sparked the haha sorry that's what like that's what we called our fans in my boy band i didn't even oh. do that on purpose um so that's that's what sparked the uh kind of forward trajectory momentum to start my career here in victoria so yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how it all started. In terms of music taste, my mom listened to Babyface and okay. you know, the R&B kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So and my dad listened to rap. Hmm. I listened to everything, so I don't really know exactly where the influences might be. But okay. I guess that's a little good backstory if that's helpful. Yeah. 
No, for sure. Um, so how long were you in Calgary until you kind of and, made the move? Yeah, until I was 16. Until you are 16. Yeah, so I finished my last two years uh, here in Victoria. Okay. And was that just something you did on your own? Did no, you, no. So family? my, uh, yeah, my dad, he just, uh, he fell in love with Victoria. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we got to go. Oh, okay. Right. The wind blew us over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really grateful for that mm-hmm. uh, because I would not have the career that I have without being here. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like, you're saying you grew up in Calgary, and as I think we just mentioned, country's a big deal there. Um, coming also from a place that has a very, like, boxed-in, hmm. strict, almost stubborn genre <laughs> to your community, I guess, or, like, your environment, um, how was that, like like trying to transcend that even though you like you personally are saying you listen to like a bunch of stuff Mm. um i'm interested in knowing like in terms of people around you let's say your friends growing up in school or whatever um i think it would be safe to say that like music tends to be a really good indicator of people or like it's something Mm. that people i've noticed and that might be different for you but personality wise yeah sure yeah like people tend to really be some people tend to be really attuned to like what music the Mm -hmm. people around them are listening to um and i personally always ran into the issue of like since everyone was in love with rap music (laughs) or uh punjabi music Mm because i'm punjabi Mm -hmm. and most of the kids i grew up around are punjabi yeah um if i did not stick to those two Mm. i would definitely hear about it from others (laughs) um i had a whole year where some of my friends would just joke about ed sheeran to me Mm. because i brought up that he won a grammy and then they did not let me live that down they were like who's that sharon mm. <laughs> like just to tease me yeah um but yeah like i always found it difficult to kind of break through that barrier of just like community wise everyone being so in so deeply entrenched in one genre mm. and kind of like shooting down other options so i'm wondering for you um well i moved i moved schools quite often i moved through six schools in 12 years oh okay um and i think that kind of gave me a level of not being tied to anyone or anything to the degree that i would feel as if it would uh impact me okay uh, heavily but with that i guess like i didn't really care what other people thought of what i listened to i just wouldn't talk about it necessarily so for me growing up uh my mom and also my grand grand grandparents they had um a lot of exchange students uh, from asia korea specifically and i was introduced to k-pop pretty young like maybe 12 Mm -hmm. perhaps so through that i fell in love with a whole genre that especially back then nobody knew about right uh fell in love with the culture so much Mm -hmm. that i uh when I was younger, I chemically straightened my hair. <laughs> oh, okay. And, you know, I, I was doing all these, you know, covers, like K-pop covers back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I have one video that I have hidden in, in an archive. But oh, okay. um, through that, like, I was always kind of on the outside. I, mm-hmm. Like, everyone kind of knew me, but I was always like an outsider because I'm like, I like this music. I like to talk about these things. I like to talk. I love love. And I'm 
it always felt like I was a little too old for my grades. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, so, I definitely get you. Right? So mm-hmm. you almost almost had to kind of dumb yourself down in order yeah. to interact. And I'm just like, I'm just not about that. So yeah. I guess I'm just going to, you know, be the person that everyone knows. Everyone, hey, it's Z, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I never kind of settled in, especially because of the fact that I would always leave after two years. Oh, now to the new new school, now to a new group. Oh, okay. So uh, I guess K-pop was the genre for me where I got teased and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it really got me passionate about music for sure. That's interesting. That's actually a really positive outlook. I feel like for me, I did the opposite where I just started like, I did the same, I had the same perspective. Like, okay, maybe me and these people just like, they're my peers, but we definitely have differences on how we live our lives. Um, but I almost resented people for it. <laughs> like, I definitely didn't enjoy the fact that I felt like I had to dumb myself down or had to, like, o- only talk about the, for example, let's keep the music, like, only talk about the music that they would enjoy. Or, like, I always found myself constantly not wanting anyone to be able to tell like on my ipod what music i was playing and it wasn't like i was playing anything that is crazy music isn't to be fair music is never crazy it doesn't matter what you're listening to but um but i always had that sense of like i know i treasure this but you are not gonna understand it and then also just by like kind of going into just um the way society is built around music i always found that like if you looked a certain way, people automatically assume you listen to a certain type of music. And I think that crosses into like gender as well. Um, if it's like you're a girl, people assume you listen to a certain type of music. And if you don't and they find you not doing that, there's definitely comments that are made, whether they're negative or not. It's something that people are quite accustomed to bring up or call you out on. Um, so I'm wondering if you like ever dealt with that, even though I can tell you were probably very positive about it. Like, is there anything around that that you ever felt or can like looking back now think would have affected? You know, I will answer your question and then I'll have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. I looked at music uh and the music that people listen to like there's a reason why this genre is popular there's a reason why people listen to this and so i can't just discount and be like this isn't good music and mm-hmm. though a lot of people do that so yeah i would go and investigate why exactly do people listen to this music what how does it make them feel right mm-hmm. because music is very special in the sense that it's been proven scientifically that certain vibrations affect your body in different ways and have you react and feel different things regardless of like if you want it to or not. Yeah. The sound waves passing through you affect the chemistry of your body. Mm-hmm. And so if we look in further into that, for example, like I used to, I listened to metal. I, well, People who listen to metal, they're going to laugh at this, but like, you know, I listen to Disturbed and uh, stuff like that. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to explore feeling through Mm -hmm. music because each genre can present something different. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you understand these genres, then you can actually understand the people because they are influenced heavily by the music that they listen to. Yeah. Uh, So I found that 
when people, for example, I wouldn't necessarily, if I knew that they listened to that kind of music, mm-hmm. I would almost, I would be water and fill that cup, speak their language. Yeah. Because my goal is to understand the person rather than necessarily challenge their reality mm-hmm. at that point at least. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question for you is, yeah. would you prefer that no one had any opinion about the music that you listen to? Because the opinions that people have are mm-hmm. indicators of something that's different, right? Yeah. Something that might be unique. Yeah. Regardless if it's a positive or negative comment or Mm. confused comment Mm -hmm. this is something that indicates oh this is something that not many people are accustomed to perhaps Mm -hmm. and that is something that you can then identify as oh this is something that's unique to me perhaps or to a smaller group so would you prefer that people wouldn't make comments like that I think for me that's a really good question Um, I think for me a big thing was always like I I think to answer your question simply, no, I wouldn't. I think you're completely right what you're saying, what those, you know, like those opinions create, it creates difference. And I, I totally agree with you. And there's like a beauty in that. I think for me, the issue has always been, and this does transcend music, mm. um, is that I really... I really resented and I think to a certain degree still can start to feel that way and have to like call myself back in a bit Um, but that fundamental thing that people do which is like they see you they see your appearance so for me I am like a dark-skinned Indian girl Um, and I purposely do use the term dark skin just because that was such a big indicator to people of like how they were going to approach me and things they were going to ask me. Um, And it kind of, for music, became this thing of like, they looked at who I was, appearance-wise, like without even talking to me. And I really did not like the thing of just because I am typecasting that this type of person should predominantly listen to this genre of music the fact that you are not conforming into that bubble with what you are listening to I am going to make sure I question you as to why and it was always and like yeah there's positive reasons but I never like the questions I experienced were never from like your type of approach of like I just want to understand like this is like a really music is a really big part of people's lives and the way they feel um so it's like cool to try to like understand people through it but it was always in the sense of almost like an attack Mm. of like why are you doing that like why are you listening to that or like i'm gonna tease you even if it does nothing for my day and i feel like growing like now growing up and like talking to some friend like the friends i've made along the way um I realized that was something that they would go through too, especially where we live because it was that genre was rap. So like the friends I made like later on, like ones that became great friends to me, um, we listened to like, you know, like rock music, indie music, uh, like any genre under the sun. I had my sister loved EDM music, so I listened to a bit of that. Like, um, so that almost like constant questioning of your values in music or like the things you like that's what i think i resented well you know what's interesting i 
the person doesn't know you, mm -hmm. we also have to acknowledge that communication skills in general in society mm -hmm. are not that good. Mm -hmm. And so when things don't fit a status quo yeah. for certain people, mm -hmm. it's something that's really scary. Yeah. Oh, my reality is being shaken up because how I see someone isn't how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. And so I think like I, I kind of went through that and there was definitely like a, a one year was like super terrible. I just I had a terrible year in middle school. I, middle school is just trash, but it's, <laughs> it'll just always be that way because, you know, we don't have a filter and then we're going through hormones. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a mess. It doesn't. Right? Yeah, it's it just doesn't a mess. Work, yeah. So um, though, though people would approach me in certain ways, I still, regardless of how uh, aggressive I, like they might be asking a question mm -hmm. especially now I look at it like <laughs> they are trying to understand something that they have a hard time understanding mm -hmm. and so when we are able to for example present ourselves with grace mm -hmm. or just be like hey yeah so this is a situation yeah but why do you do that because I like it <laughs> right yeah. these are the things that can then shift how shift their reality and then that can then you know, bleed out to their communities based on their experience with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, though we might have a higher duty in terms of how we compose ourselves, yeah, I do think that it's a lot more rewarding because then we have more response, like, okay, we have more of an impact okay. because of what the responsibilities we may hold. Can you explain just for like viewers sure. uh, in terms of like what you mean by higher duty? So for example, uh, I'm going to bring up the Oscars. I'm going to bring up Will Smith Yeah, because okay. that guy was my hero and okay. he's no longer my hero. Okay. And the reason why, uh, because he isn't just a person, mm -hmm. uh, especially on, on such a platform, you are representing communities. And so mm -hmm. the actions that you create, the mm -hmm. actions that you enact, will then ripple out to those communities that you represent. Yeah. Uh, so when he went up there, uh, you know, some, some people say, oh, it was just a slip up. I'm like, every single step that he took towards the stage, mm -hmm. every single word, uh, every single step back, every single word that, that came out of his mouth, those were all opportunities for him to turn back. Yeah. Uh, and when he chose not to, mm -hmm. then he misrepresented a huge community on the largest platform mm -hmm. uh, and so it's very disappointing yeah. because a lot of people saw him as the representation similar to me mm -hmm. where I use him as an example of this is one family that's just doing it right they're communicating da 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 yeah. He's, he inspired me to be the person that I am today mm -hmm. and so to understand that that's not necessarily the the factor or the, the reality yeah it's quite upsetting to say the least yeah it's disheartening yes yeah. but regardless of if he chose to have that responsibility and duty or not mm -hmm. he is on a platform in which it just is that way yep and and that's just our responsibility that we bear on a smaller scale for sure yeah but the more control that we have or for example the more we are able to diffuse our opinions to mm -hmm. a larger audience, yeah. our duty and and uh, role increases mm -hmm. in, in value and also in impact, yeah. which means that our responsibility with our actions are a lot more important. Yeah. 
you explained it amazingly. <laughs> but I like to to kind of um, reply to that. Mm. I think for me, and this is me, so I'm not I'm not speaking on behalf of other people. Um, there's a sense of like like I'm exhausted yeah. doing that, yeah. you know, and I think what is more exhausting is that like as time progresses and like the way we are now Mm -hmm. um with like the age of social media and like people like our age Mm -hmm. um and how we've kind of gotten penned as being like these very like progressive agents of change um i still have like we still have all those existing Mm -hmm. you know responsibilities that we've always had as people of color Mm -hmm. but now we also have to have like we have to keep in mind like this new incoming growing like you know justice movement Mm -hmm. that a lot of the time is created from people who are like outsiders looking in sure and so like with music um for me it always felt like I can't express to you or articulate to you that this is why I listen to this type of music mm-hmm. without you replying to me and telling me that I am getting too emotional, mm-hmm. I am getting too aggressive. Now, are these people that are your friends? Yeah, sometimes it was that. Um, but I got that from, like, teachers, too. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, that wasn't just, like, like you know, like personal experience that was just like a fundamental issue of just humans for me like growing up that's how I perceived it and you're right like you do at a certain point get really good at like filling that cup and you know just watering it down and like getting to the other person you're talking to's level um but at some point I feel like you're right it means more when you res- you achieve the results you're looking for and you like reach your goals knowing that you put in that much that much more work to get get there um but i think that doesn't take away from the fact that it shouldn't even be happening in the first place hmm. you know i'm gonna be challenging it seems i think I'm, i might be challenging you today no yeah and i i think what's very interesting is that Throughout my life, when there were things that upset me or hurt me, yeah. I there are, have been a lot of times where I'd be like, why don't you treat me? In my mind, like, why don't they treat me better? Why don't mm-hmm. they be human beings and treat me with respect mm-hmm. and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. There have been many times when I've been very upset as to how people have treated me, people who are my best friends that may, may have, for example, abandoned me or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm always confused at why. Like, I thought we were friends. I thought mm-hmm. all these things, right? I realized that the it's a it's a cold world out here. Mm-hmm. And so what can we do rather than hoping that the sun shines through the snow? Mm-hmm. What we can do is bundle up, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for example, when people are, are coming our way, saying all this kind of riff-raff, ah, da-da-da, right? Mm-hmm. For me, like now, especially now, I think the reassurance of what I've done yeah. really like 
every whatever people say it just does not bother me anymore mm-hmm. um but it's also an understanding that like this has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with me and whatever mm-hmm. they're projecting is like hey it's it's actually i allow for it to 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 come in and affect me or not mm-hmm. because i can just decide oh like they don't even know me mm-hmm. and even if they did know me they don't they still don't know me yeah right yeah. i know myself best and this is what feels right if it feels right mm-hmm. it is what it is mm-hmm. so i i think why i'm talking about it like this is because when you resent people yeah that's that's energy wasted on people who don't affect you no of course yeah and so it's like we want to conserve there's only a certain amount of energy that we have every day yeah right and so we want to make sure that we're utilizing it Mm -hmm. optimally Mm -hmm. and so when passers-by affect our day it's like dang like really they don't even (laughs) i don't even know what's your name right (laughs) yeah so if we really want to be affecting this change first the first the first thing is to be putting on that kevlar right becoming bulletproof being like yo you know what this feels right to me mm-hmm. this feels good to me so it doesn't really matter what anyone says mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter if logically it doesn't make sense it feels good to me this is what feels right yeah. that's it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i hear you i hear you <laughs> i think no you're definitely right and i think resenting resentment uh, in itself is a very exhausting thing to live in and i think i definitely learned that later Mm. in life which i'm not old but like (laughs) i'm 18 but like you know um you're 18 yeah (laughs) whoa (laughs) what (laughs) okay all right Um, (laughs) um but I I will still say to you that that what you're saying like we got to kind of just like armor up mm-hmm. and it is a cold world mm-hmm. believe me I I understand mm-hmm. um but I think a part of like for example in this space in this like space of like right now we, we do have a platform as people of color like we're, yeah. we're talking people are gonna hear this i think since w- it is a cold world out there mm-hmm. outside of this this little broadcast station mm-hmm. this is a moment in time where we where i feel like i can yes voice yes the exhaustion sure for people who obviously who may not have the who will probably not have the same lived experience sure. as me you, yeah so course. i totally agree because i when i leave this broadcast station i will armor up mm-hmm. um and i will do so with a smile on my face mm-hmm. sometimes um but mm. i think it may, at some point i realized when i did do that mm-hmm. when i like you know when i got to that level where i realized like i don't want to resent people mm-hmm. to that length like why am i letting them get to me that yeah. takes that takes energy out of me that they don't deserve right but for me what happened is like at some point i came to the realization of i know this is how i will function i will walk through the world this is just what i'm going to have to do i'm going to have to armor up however that doesn't make it right because armoring up to a certain extent can allow you to like focus on yourself and i totally agree with where you're coming from 
um, in terms of, I like, correct me if I'm wrong, but in terms of like, once you kind of like let that energy and like go away and not let it affect you and understand like that does not impact who you are, the music you like, the decisions you're making, right? And you kind of, you hear it and you acknowledge that that's coming from a place of just they don't like you know miscommunication not like different lived experiences things are said maybe not in the most you know they're they can be ignorant things they can just be things that like this person doesn't know any better like they're it's not always just like a direct hit on you and yes that can be like relative on a relative scale i agree i think it can be very self-fulfilling once you've endured it and you can say you know I endured these things I chose to kind of like buckle up and look for the positives in life and move on forward but the holistic scale people like us I think are the reason it continues Uh. Hey guys, as we take a break, I just wanted to inform you about an event happening this summer in Victoria. So on August 31st in Victoria, BC, the Vancouver Island Blue Bash will be held. This festival will feature blues and R&B artists, so if that's something you enjoy, be sure to check it out. Like what you're hearing? You can text CFUV anytime and let us know what you think of our playlists, podcasts, and hot takes. We love to hear from our listeners. Call or text at 250-8721-8700. That's 250-721-8700 to reach CFUV 101.9 FM. There's a beautiful thing called compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And what's so beautiful about it is that I think what people mistake is that, oh, we ignore the people who don't treat us the way that we want to be treated. Mm-hmm. There's a ver- The nuance is very important. Mm-hmm. It's very impactful because to have a sense of love for yourself yep. and understand because perhaps where someone might be coming from regardless of if you want to hear it or not mm-hmm. you still go on with love okay to give an example hmm. just recently <sighs> i was friends with someone for about Five years almost six at that point you would assume that you know them and you know it became a beautiful relationship to a certain degree mm-hmm. and then just recently this person at the very end said hey I just want you to know my heart will be right here and I don't know how many, how I have to, I feel like I have to tell you maybe every two weeks so that you remember that, hey, I mean it. Mm-hmm. This is real. I'm mm-hmm. like, I believe you. This is real based on X, Y, and Z. But we kind of went our own ways. 
And then one day, boom, I was just blocked. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? It's kind of weird. Send them a message. Hey. Sorry, I'm just going to do a disclaimer. Yeah. To be blocked for people who may not be familiar with the term, uh, you know, like social media guys, <laughs> like Instagram. So when you block a person, um, you essentially are symbolizing that, you know, we're, we're different. We're different entities. You know, you go my way, I go your, like, you know, we're, we're, there's a separation and also you can't see the other person's profile or comments or comments mutual friends places. uh yeah so check it out instagram okay <laughs> let's keep going um with that i waited because there was a certain level of understanding it was mm -hmm. there's like a needed separation to a certain degree that we both agreed on but then i wasn't sitting well with me so mm -hmm. i spoke up i said hey you blocking me kind of feels like you you it would be easier for me to not exist and here's the reality i'm real we live in the same city what happens if we come across each other like in in the city are you going to ignore me mm -hmm. like i'm still real in it I, I would love to be a part of your life and i know that i can't be that for you right now and that's fine but i would rather know that you don't hate me unless that's the case mm -hmm. no reply and then i'm like oh right we're still friends on facebook and then i saw that and no reply i said no reply for 18 hours wow saw that they were active two hours two hours prior i'm like dang that sucks that sucks a lot mm -hmm. and it was quite heartbreaking so i sent a little voicemail like wow this is this is tough this is tough because five years of friendship deep friendship passionate friendship and the last things that i heard from what i understand is that it, everything was good so what happened within that time mm -hmm. even then i'm like you know maybe my my phone was blocked which would be sucky as well yeah, that would be yeah. sucky but then they wouldn't have gotten my message so then mm -hmm. me being upset okay I'm just gonna call. Mm -hmm. Doesn't go straight to voicemail. Maybe rings a couple times and goes to voicemail, meaning that it was hung up on. And I'm like, dang. So it's like that. Wow. It hurts. I'm heartbroken. Five years. That's devastating. Mm -hmm. But what was beautiful about that moment was that I understood it had nothing to do with me. Mm hmm. And so I was disappointed, heartaching for sure, very sad. But then I realized it's not my responsibility to make sure that other people are acting accordingly or mm -hmm. treating you with respect. Yep. Before, if this happened, like this kind of thing kind of happened on my first relationship, like my mm -hmm. first love. And I spent so long trying to figure out why I wasted so much energy and time mm -hmm. trying to figure out why this time I'm like I love myself too damn much to waste any more time to try to figure out a reason why you treated me poorly mm -hmm. and so I say though this hurt me a lot 
I wish you the best. I truly do. I hope that you can figure out whatever you need to figure out and keep moving forward. Unfortunately, it won't be with me, but I'm still rooting for you. And that is exactly what I mean when it comes to having compassion for others, regardless of how they may treat you. Because mm-hmm. you think about how someone who you don't know can affect your life if they say something hurtful. And then you compare that to someone who has been in your life for half a decade, and then they do something that's very hurtful. Mm-hmm. How we react to those things might be even more devastating. It might be even more impactful on our lives and could crush us, really. Yeah. But we have to understand. We're not we're not walking on the same path. We might be walking parallel for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you got your own path to, to take. And sometimes it might take you way far away from me. And I need to understand that and accept that and keep moving forward. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. Because <laughs> I can tell it was personal. Um, but... I okay this is what I'm gonna reply with mm. and it's, just, it's gonna be a statement I have a hard time doing that with people who are racist to me mm. Mm. and I think and I think I'm like when I say this statement yeah. it's not like yeah. this is a statement I'm not saying let's say me per se yeah. I'm saying like if someone if you were to say that story and you were to share that mm. that knowledge and advice of like compassion mm-hmm. right and it keeps you moving forward right um what like and someone replies with you and says mm-hmm. how am i supposed to do that to sure. someone who is being sure utterly well, racist yeah to me? well here's here's something else right that yep. like that was something where you know people's intentions might be some like in the right place but they're not necessarily executing it properly okay um like for example the that the blocking or whatever could be mm-hmm. like i need to take care of myself right now you know that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing you know no, it could be yeah. whatever right and yeah. i don't think that the ends justify the means whatsoever mm-hmm. however there is like some level of justification mm-hmm. right uh when it comes to people who are bigots or racists mm-hmm. what's just important is like you set boundaries for yourself right mm-hmm. you set boundaries of like this is this is what i'm going to be able to to take if not i'm gonna go i'm gonna leave or for example if you're not able to leave like hey listen okay we can't do x y and z right (laughs) yeah this is not happening you're not going to talk to me that way Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's really important that we set those boundaries because i'll tell you there was a moment in which wow like i faced it right here in victoria where i went to a party okay and uh I was like the only mixed dude there, but I knew so like I knew so many people there. And people that I like I wasn't invited, but my partner's like house was invited and then I knew people there, so you know, yeah. they're like, Oh yeah, you can come through, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like I was kinda of minding my own business, but I was like, Oh, playing some pong with some people, oh, mm-hmm. you know, having a good time, mm-hmm. people know me. Mm-hmm. Then next thing you know, there's like this someone just comes in, Hey, uh, do you know the uh, host I'm like nah but like I was invited with all these people mm-hmm. okay just checking okay so then I'm 
just like hanging out and someone else comes to me like yeah. I was talking to my or actually I was just sitting I was just like sitting at the end of a hallway just like <laughs> being alone and just like enjoying it just yeah. like chilling right and then someone walks to me hey uh do you know the owner uh, or sorry do you know the the person who lives here I'm like well no but like I was invited by all these people mm-hmm. and I know these people and then I once again I was just like kind of chilling I w- really wasn't even causing a ruckus whatsoever yeah and then a group of like three dudes come comes through being like hey so uh the uh the host doesn't feel comfortable with you being here so you'll have to leave and i'm like really because i know all these people out (laughs) here we're all having a good laugh good time Mm -hmm. there's no problem Mm -hmm. and they escorted me out of the house that was wow you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just started walking. I'm like, man, all right. Well, I guess that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep pushing because yep. there are people who think this way. Yep. And reality check, we can't, we are not able to necessarily change yeah. their minds no, you're right. by telling them, not, hey, treat me right. <laughs> right. Yep. If someone like, even if we look at it on a macro scale mm-hmm. with it, when it comes to powerful people. And we are on at the parliament being like, hey, this isn't okay. Yeah. If people look at you like ants, do you think they're going to treat you the same way that they treat people? No. No. So we have to find a way, either A, how to communicate in their language, Mm -hmm. or B, how to affect their pockets. Okay. (laughs) That's really the only two options that we have. And then that's when they start to listen. Oh, oh yeah, I guess I should probably listen now because my life might be in their hands, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's quite important for us to, as people of color, to be moving correctly. Okay. Moving in a way in which we don't seem like a threat until we can make the changes that we need to. And what I mean by that okay. is that if you want to make a change and it might be opposed from the status quo you don't tell the status quo i'm changing you because everyone's gonna be like nope not happening (laughs) right yeah so you play the game you play the game until you have the 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 cards Mm -hmm. get all the cards all right now it's my game Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna tell you how we're gonna do it yeah and they're looking around like oh where'd our cards go oh they got the cards (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's a game of patience. Mm-hmm. So yes, having compassion for the people who might be lost perhaps yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. Having patience with the people who are intolerant, <laughs> that's the most important piece. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I see where you're coming from. Hello and Sat Sri Akal. I'm Jagir Virk. I'm Praminder Virk. Every Sunday morning from 9 to 10, we host Taste of Punjab radio program on CFUV 101.9 FM. We play variety of Punjabi songs, talk about community events and invite community members. 
So don't forget to listen Taste of Punjab at cfuv.ca. Mount Tomi Market is a small neighborhood store with friendly staff. They carry a variety of snacks and hot and cold beverages, and they offer curbside pickup. Come in for a coffee, energy drinks, sandwiches, muffins, and more. Order online at mountholmemarket at gmail.com or in person at 3517 Richmond Road. how you put it um because i think that's something that is unsaid of like how people of color kind of perceive the world i think especially like um having like parents who are immigrants that was definitely more the vibe like it's it was definitely that waiting game from them for them and i see that with my parents because Mm -hmm. it was a it was a definitive yes waiting game like yes. the, the stuff my parents went through mm-hmm. i think you and me would probably if we had our boundaries be like nah <laughs> we're not we're not doing this today um because you're right it is important to set boundaries of like what we can kind of handle and mm-hmm. what we can't and i look i i hear about the stuff that they went through and i'm like definitely would not fly now but they but, knew but they knew if they talked if they spoke up problems no nope. yeah many problems yeah right yeah and here's the thing it's still the same case but it's just nuanced yeah. oh someone's gonna say a little word to, to the boss that oh this person's just trouble <laughs> yeah right? you'll never hear about it but mm-hmm. why am i not getting these opportunities yeah so it's it's still the same reality it's been the same since the Middle Ages when there are kings, but it's just been like what has happened has, is that there have been multiple veils that are, have been placed in front of that for us to feel like it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. The rich still stay rich. Yep. It's very difficult to, to move through the ranks. This has always been the case. Mm-hmm. So if we operate with that understanding, mm-hmm then we can navigate this whole situation in a way where we don't feel like we deserve this. Yep. Even though I do believe it's important for, hey, it's good to treat people well. Wow, it's, it feels good. Yep. And hey, you leave a good legacy, right? Yep. We're still operating within the, the boundaries that are set by the game, you know, the, yeah. the, the head players of the game. Yeah. So in order for us to change those rules, we can't just say, hey, change the rules. Mm-hmm. We have to get there and make them change the rules mm-hmm. when we have enough of le- enough leverage to make that change mm-hmm. when we announce hey the things that you like the, the lifestyle that you're living mm-hmm. you're not going to have that anymore <laughs> they're obviously not going to allow you to change it yep so you got to play the game you got to be patient make your moves when they're not looking okay was that red light green light <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> right yeah <laughs> if you really look at it like if you really look at it like that mm-hmm. that's that's the goal you want to get right close to that freaking doll in the red light green light so that it doesn't so you don't die 
<laughs> no, fair enough. I know I'm being quite uh, uh, hyperbolic, but <laughs> no, this is, you, you know, know, it's it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, exercises the minds of the listeners. Um, but to rebuttal, because I feel like this mm. is what's happening, and I'm enjoying this. I I, I like the perspective you're bringing. <laughs> um, normally, how my conversations go is that I give them X, Y, and Z, and they can't rebuttal it, and then we just kind of land flat so Sorry, x y and what i thought we were in canada what's going on <laughs> um <laughs> but so set yeah i don't like that yeah it doesn't just it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. good yeah no i understand yeah zed yeah i would never <laughs> um i and no not for me um but anyways <laughs> Um, uh, I just started thinking Rebuttal. about how, how I'm like horrible at spelling too. I was like, why do I even care about the alphabet? I can't spell anything. Um, but in terms of that, so you're right. That is, that's been the historical proven path mm-hmm. to, especially I would say in the West, how people of color, immigrants or any communities of color, yeah. um, have slowly but surely May I think made the changes that we don't even acknowledge like mm-hmm. we don't even see especially since we're like the kids of those generations and yeah. that's I think how our kids will be as like we grow older but um what would you say about like how do you feel about the concept like because everything has good and like positives and negatives yes. right that's just how life works everything works mm-hmm. on scales um how what would you say to like the the repercussions of having having to take that path if you want change like for example um you're right you do have to play the game that's fundamentally i think the wool we put over our eyes of like no we're gonna go on instagram and post stories and it's gonna be amazing and like you know the thing that's been happening for 30 years even though i think it just started now i'm gonna do this i'm gonna post a black square yeah and and that's the world's better everything's gonna change um i am i am literally playing god um but to be honest like i already start i have started seeing it with like the peers around me and it's not only i think it's like a misconception that it's only white communities Mm -hmm. i've seen it in communities of color where it's like the kids are just ignorant Mm -hmm. to sure discrimination sure right yeah and at a i think yeah like at a at a holistic level change is happening Mm -hmm. and this is just the conduit of which we have to do it but to a certain degree, I almost, like, I start to wonder, like, when does it become a little bit counterproductive? Well, it's, it's we take a step-by-step, step and you have to ask yourself, how do you how do you get someone that doesn't want to do something to mm-hmm. do the thing that they don't want to do? Okay. You have to entice them. Mm-hmm. How do you entice them? Well, you speak their language. So, for example, for the people who want power and who are hungry for power and all these things... They think that power, the most power that you can have is through money, having lots of it. Yeah. However, if you really think about, you know, especially when it comes to inflation and all that, it'll only last a few generations, right? Mm -hmm. But legacy lasts forever. Okay. As long as the history books are there, legacy lasts forever. Mm -hmm. You think about Bob Marley. 
He died in the 60s. He died in the 60s. The Whalers are still touring. Yep. And it's because he left a legacy in which people see and, and they they acknowledge, wow, mm-hmm. he made a big impact on my life. He spread love and positivity. Yeah. I like this guy. I'm going to tell my friends about him. I'm going to tell my kids about him. Yeah. And so anyone who's associated to Bob Marley in any way, they're in the good books. That's power. Yeah. You think about McGill University. Yeah. That was a person. And then they made the, the university. And now they are synonymous with success and further furthering your career. Mm-hmm. That's legacy. Yeah. Right? And so that's so much more important and more powerful than money itself. Mm-hmm. So when you can entice the people who are looking for power that where the real power is is when people respect you they they might they might operate a little differently okay but the question is how do we get to the point in which we can talk to them where they listen to us right mm-hmm. and that's when you have to play the that's game. when you got to play the game no, right yeah, yeah. but like it's it's this is something that takes time right mm-hmm. and when we talk about when we talk about consequences of your actions yeah we don't know exactly where where exactly our, our actions will lead us. Okay. And so we can't pretend like we know more than life does. Mm-hmm. We are a conduit for life itself to present itself in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so when I, especially this year, I've gotten myself into very interesting situations. Okay. Simply because I turned off my logic brain that I used to, I used, I planned 30 years in the future, every step <laughs> of the way. I was so prepared. I'm going to do this, this, and this, right? Yeah. And if it ever went off course, I would be like, I would work so hard to get it back on course because I know about, I know more than life. I know where I need to be. <laughs> yeah. But then I just wasted so much energy because I assumed as if, I know everything and then I know what's best for me when life is trying to present a different reality for me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, hey, I'm re- I'm releasing the chains of logic and just going with what feels right. Cause no one can debate with you with what, when you do something and you said, in my heart, mm-hmm. this felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. No one can debate you. That's just, it is what it is. You have to be honest. Not with, for example, selfish wants and needs, mm-hmm. but like you have this feeling when you're not supposed to be doing something. Yeah. You have this feeling when you feel like you su- you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be doing this. When you hone in on that feeling and you allow that to guide you, you will find yourself in very curious predicaments that might actually be more beneficial than you would ever know. Mm-hmm. I stopped trying to understand where I am, why I am. And I just decided, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> so let's just roll with it and prepare for what direction it's sending me into. That's the only thing that we can control. If we make a decision, it's going to push us in a certain direction. Like, okay, so this, this, and this can happen. Mm-hmm. I'll mentally prepare or, or physically prepare for these things. Mm-hmm. And then just see what happens. Our mutual friend that set up this uh, our our meeting. Yeah. I don't know if she wants to be named. So I won't name her. 
she told me when I when we first the first time that we hung out, she was helping me film a music video. Yeah. I'm very grateful for. <laughs> she's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> and after our hangout, she's like, "Oh my gosh, like you should be telling this to everyone, screaming it on rooftops, da, 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 like be the Oprah." I, yeah, right? I know she does that with me. But but I, <laughs> yeah. I told her I said. I don't want people to just hear me. Mm -hmm. I want people to listen. Okay. There's a very big difference. And you can't make people listen to you. It doesn't matter, matter how loud you are. Mm -hmm. When you want something to stick, people need to be actively listening. If you're not in a position in which someone is ready to listen to you, it's a waste of energy. And that's why I just... I don't. I just kind of leave that situation. Okay. Oh, like I, I give them an, oppor an mm -hmm. opportunity. Yeah. Let's t let's have a conversation. If you're not listening, okay. Well, I'm not gonna waste my breath. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I wish you the best, right? And yeah. we're. I'm going to link a few things that I was talking about. Bring the pieces together mm -hmm. about you know how I was saying the only difference between you and me are our stories and experiences. Mm -hmm. On top of that, when it comes to legacy. Now, the reason why I mentioned these two things mm -hmm. is because outside of just race and color and all these kind of things, it's like if you understand that you, even on like a selfish level, yeah. you will be remembered more if you treated people with respect and dignity, mm -hmm. your legacy will be greater if you do that. So. Mm -hmm even on a power level, even on a selfish level. Yeah. Treating people with dignity and respect will allow for people to remember you longer, mm -hmm. which makes you last longer in a sense. Yeah. So much stronger than money. So I think how people are like, don't don't treat people this way, treat people this way. A lot of people wonder, well, why? Why do I have to treat them with respect when they don't treat me with respect? What's in it for me? Mm. Well, that's a fair question. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what's in it for you. When you are now successful and people see your name on, I don't know, wherever, wherever you want to be. Mm -hmm. When you are doing what you love to do mm -hmm. and you went through life treating anyone with love and compassion regardless of how they treated you, mm -hmm. They're going to look up. Oh, dang it. I'm on the wrong side of history, looks like. We were talking about right side of history. <laughs> it all depends on like the, the facts that are presented. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, col colonizers, they were seen in a certain light yeah. until certain information came out. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you live your life honestly, with compassion mm -hmm. and patience. Yeah. There's nothing that they can take away from you, even if you're dead. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. And that is the armor, the most, the most bulletproof armor. I think we're running short on time, but this was amazing. Hopefully we can do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this is Liza Tell White People, and we'll see you next week. Before Thank you me. end it, last words. Okay. We talk about our problems all day but if we have no solutions we'll never move forward and that is the mic drop from zaboya peters aka brucher aka johnny grace thank you very much everybody bye <laughs> <laughs>
And as always, this is Lies I Tell White People, and I hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week. You ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie.